Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. I'm closing out a series of messages that I've been in uh, for a few, few weeks. We're going to close this series out as we close this year out. We've been talking about the law of expectation. And um, we have great expectation for this incoming year. Now, the law of expectation states that whatever you expect in your heart with conviction becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, We're going into 2019 with great expectation. I made a statement on yesterday, and I want to repeat it. We see what we've been prepared to see. And because of teaching and associations and experiences, uh, some of us have been programmed to expect the worst. Uh, yesterday, I gave, uh, gave that type of person a name. We call them the tribulation-minded people or the tribulation-minded saint. Uh, they have a negative perspective on life. But tonight, we're going to change the way we think. We're going to approach life from a positive perspective. So we're going to talk about the victory-minded saint. Somebody said, that's me. I'm a victory-minded saint. Uh, look at John chapter 16. We're going to look at a few scriptures tonight. John 16 and 33. And I'll read this in the Amplified Version of the Bible. And it says, I, and Jesus is speaking, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trial and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Now, in the Message Bible, Jesus says, In trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart. I have conquered the world. The victory-minded saint realizes that there will be some challenges, but we expect to to win, and we always expect to come out on top. When the dust is settled, we expect to be standing in victory. Tell somebody, that's just who we are. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. The victory-minded saint always win. Always. Say that. I want you to confess that. I always win. Even when it looks like we're losing. Don't count us out too soon, too soon because we always win. Now, yesterday, I was watching a game. Not the Saints. And I know they didn't need that game, but they played terrible. Um, but I was watching their game, and then after that, I saw the end of the Cowboys and the Giants. I'm sorry if you're not a Cowboys fan. I'm not, it's not about a fan. I just want to tell you what happened. They had a minute and 19 seconds left in the game. They were, on, they were 
the fourth down with 15 yards to go. I got a video. Prescott, pressure from Vernon, spins away, looking, throwing, going, end zone, it's in, incomplete! An unbelievable catch, but he's out of bounds. To me, that's a touch. Oh my goodness, what an effort by Cole Beasley. Knee right there, catching the football, possession, he's got it. What After a catch. Review, the receiver got a knee down and maintained control of the ball. Therefore, we have a touchdown. Please set the game clock to one minute and 12 seconds. On the fake. Prescott on the roll. Pressure coming. Throws caught for the two. And the Cowboys have the lead. It's Gallup. Now, what you didn't see was one of the announcers, even when Beasley caught the ball, he said that he was out of bounds. And they lost the game. But they had to look at it again. They looked at it again and they found out that he was inbound. And then they came back and got the two-point conversion. And they, the people that they said lost end up winning the game. So what I want you to know is that we, the saints of the living God, we always win. And even though some folk might try to count us out, don't laugh at us too quick because God always causes us. Come on now, you can shout. I, I'm talking about the real saints. Now, you you getting mad because the Cowboys beat the saints early in the year. Man, let me think about that. I'm talking about the real saints. We are, come on, shout. Say, we always win. We always win. Always. always. And look, we still who that's. But don't ever count me out. The scripture says that God always causes us to triumph. The victory-minded saint expects things to turn out the way God said they're going to turn out. Now tonight, I want to look at some things that we can expect from God. Yesterday we asked some questions. uh, What do you expect from people? What do you expect from yourself? And what do you expect from life? But tonight, I want to tell you some things that you can expect from God. Number one, you can expect God to keep loving you. Boy, that's good news right there. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 37. Listen to what it says here. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Listen, don't ever, ever underestimate God's love because of your circumstances. The scripture says that God has committed himself to love us no matter what we face. God is committed to loving us. Look at that 38 and 39th verse. It says, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor power nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I got to read this for you in the Message Bible. It is so amazing. Listen to what it says. I'm going to start at the 31st verse in the Message Bible. 
It says, so what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Hallelujah to God. Who would dare even point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way, no trouble, no hard time, no hatred, no hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. So we can expect God to keep loving us. And see, I'm a witness of that because even in my mess, God still loved me. And the reason why I know he was still loving me is because he protected me even while I was in my mess. Now see, I know y'all been living good all your lives and you've been holy and all that all your lives. But see, God had to bring me out of some stuff that while he was bringing me out, he was still loving me. And I'm so glad that God's not like us. Because when we're not living up to a certain uh, standard, we start looking down our nose at people. Are you still struggling with this? Man, you just got off. Let me just stop there for a minute. Because, you know, thank God for for deliverance. Thank God for, I, I thank God for everything that he's done through me and for me and delivered me out of. But I dare not now, after God has delivered me from so much, I'm dare, I dare not now look down my nose at somebody else because of what they're struggling with. The same God that delivered me can deliver anybody. I get tired of saints that lose their memory. You still doing that? You just stopped doing that. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't ready yet to pass a drug test. You haven't even, your blood ain't clean yet. You done learned a couple of scriptures. Now you're looking down your nose at people. The same God that delivered you. God didn't run out of power when He delivered you. We got to learn how to love people to another level. Not judge them to another level. We got to learn how to love people. I, I, my life was changed because God kept loving me. And because he kept loving me, I decided to look, God, you're going to keep loving me. I'm going to stop hurting you. But it was the love that turned my life around. So don't, don't, don't forget. Don't forget where you came from. I know you know a couple of scriptures now. And I'm happy for you. But don't forget. Look at your neighbor and say, don't forget. don't forget. They're looking at me all strange, right? You know, most of the time when we look at this text, we look at it from one aspect. We feel like Paul is saying, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to keep loving God. But the other side is, whatever you're going through, you can expect God to keep loving you. I can count on God's love. Number two, we can expect God to honor our investments. Whatever you invest in the kingdom, 
be it time, talent, or treasure, God will honor it. Isn't that good to know? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And look, don't take what I just said and, and take it to the streets with you tonight. <laughs> Pastor said, the Lord going to keep on loving me. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Yeah, don't, 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 don't use that as a, you know, something to go sin with tonight. Yeah. Pastor said, the Lord going to keep loving me. Straight to the head. <laughs> you know we <laughs> you know how we justify something. You know, the Lord made this anyway. This came from the earth. So <laughs> it's good for my pains, you know. Uh first Corinthians chapter fifteen. <laughs> oh now and now they give me a prescription. I got me a prescription. Give me a prescription. Uh, verse 57 says, But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Boy, that's awesome. Whatever investments you make in the kingdom, you can expect God to honor those investments. The Bible, the message Bible says, nothing you do for him is a waste of time or effort. Oh man, isn't that awesome? Look at Ephesians 6 and 8. Ephesians 6 and 8 says, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. God keeps good books. And he is faithful. And you can expect him to be faithful to honor your investments. Now, if you're looking for people to be faithful, you may be disappointed. But this text didn't say whatever good you do, you will receive from man. And I want you to hear this. Disappointment, which is an unrealized expectation, is connected to wrong objects. If you're investing your time, your talent, your treasure in the kingdom, and you're expecting man to bless you, you will be disappointed sometimes. And I would would even tell you this, even with your pastor, I might miss some things. Not because I want to, but because I make mistakes. But God won't miss you. Oh, man, tell somebody that. Say, God won't miss you. God says, go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I'll pay. You should be looking to man. Because if you, you get your expectations fixed on man, the devil will come in and push you out of your set place. And if I was looking towards man, I would have quit a long time ago. But my obedience to my assignment is connected to my father. If I was looking at, 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 at people, I would have gave up a lot. You ought to see the faces I see when I'm preaching. Y'all don't know how y'all look. Y'all need to look in the mirror sometime and, and just see how you look when I'm preaching. And if, my, if, 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 if I was connected to your faces, I would just... Hey, my wife showed me a video the day a lady was in the, on the praise team. Hey, hey, hey. And, and the, the director was directed, and I guess he spoke to her the wrong way. 
he would tell me, bring it down, bring it down. She said, I'm going to bring it down. She walked right off the choir stand. The other praise team members were like, Your commitment, you're committed and you're expecting people to do it for you, you're going to be disappointed. But everything you do, you need to do as unto the Lord. I've seen people quit in ministry because they were tied to people. People didn't pat them on the back. People didn't say anything. People didn't honor their investments. But it ain't about people. Do what you do as unto the Lord. And the scripture says that God will pay you. And let me tell you something. I'd rather, I'd rather get a hand clap from God than a hand clap from man. Number three, what we can expect from God. We can expect God to take care of us as his children. God is obligated to take care of us. I told them earlier, my kids, when they were growing up, they just had a certain expectation of me. I don't ever remember walking in the house and they were fasting and praying about their needs. I never walked in and Brittany and Steve was like, come on, let's touch and agree. <laughs> they just woke up and they came to the table and expected something to be there. And for no other reason was than that they were a part of the family. In the same way that I made a commitment to take care of my children, God has made a commitment to take care of us. Boy, that's good news right there. And, here, and guess what? He, God does not have to be forced to take care of his kids. You ain't got to put God on child support. God wants to take care of his. It, 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 it does God all. God loves to see his kids do well. He wants to see us prosper. How many of you have kids? How many have kids and you want to see them do good? You think you want to see your kids do good and God don't want his kids to do good? And we can have an expectation of God to take care of us as his children. And there's no limit to what he can do. I, I was talking to a couple of, well, I, was, I said it on social media this weekend about my grandbaby. My grandbaby feels like her grandfather can do anything. Anything. She went to the she went to the zoo a couple of weeks ago. She came home. She said, "Papa." I said, "Yes, baby." Will you buy me a monkey? <laughs> and for a split second, Papa was trying to figure out where we gonna put this monkey. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm gonna get this. Let me get this girl a monkey from her. But I just read the other day that Chris Brown got in trouble. For having a monkey, so I'm gonna see how good she can read. I want her to see that article. So, <laughs> baby, this is against the law. We can, we can, we can expect God to take care of us as His children. Let me show you something. Go to Psalms 37. I'm gonna change the way you think. Change your expectation. For this year coming up. Psalms 37 verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And, he, and in his delight 
and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. God wants his children to be well off. Number four, we can expect God to deliver us. I came to tell you no matter what you're in and no matter how you got in there, God is committed to getting you out. I've been teaching on being debt free and supernatural debt cancellation. And some of us have gotten into some serious debt. And you know how you got in it. You swipe your way to it. You chip your way to it. You sign your way to it. And you got in it. But our faith is that God's going to get us out. Come on, somebody say, God's getting me out. Now, 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 let me help you. You're trying to figure out how. That's not your business. (laughs) It's not your business how he's going to do it. You just got to believe that he's going to do it. So, so, I went to a church and big church. I could call the name. You'd know it. You probably know once I tell you the story. So, they built a big church. I went to take a tour of the church. I spent mega million dollars. Mega million dollar church. So I'm talking to the leaders. And they said, yeah, we went to the bank to get a loan. But we had $20 million to put down. I said, my God. (laughs) Then he went and told me the rest of the story. They had land that was donated to them prior to Katrina. The land sat there for years. The Corps of Engineers came and said, the dirt on this land is something we can use. It's very valuable to us. We want to buy it from you. Because the soil is good for something. They wrote wrote them a check for millions and millions and millions of dollars. After they wrote the check to the church, they discovered that the soil was no good. God can make smart people do dumb stuff on behalf of his children. So I ain't trying to figure out how he's going to do it. All I know is God can do it. <laughs> Look at Psalms 34. I'm ready to call them up and see if they're ready to do some more dumb stuff. I got some dirt over here. Look, uh, <laughs> Psalms 34, look at verse 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivered them out of their trouble. Look at verse 19. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. God is committed to getting you out. You have the right to expect God to get you out. 
Go to 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. I'm almost finished, believe it or not. He knows I didn't even get a grunt on that because they don't believe me. They say, I'll take that knot. Let's see. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Listen to what it says. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Somebody shout, God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Let me see something. Let's see if I can read this in the in the message Bible. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He will, he'll always be there to help you come through it. I want you to do something for me. I want you to look from your left to your right. Just look to your left and your right. And then I want you to look behind you. Look behind you. Look behind you. Now look down at your feet. Look at your feet. Now look, look up, look up, look up, look up. Now ask me, what are we looking for, Pastor? We're looking for a way of escape. Because every time a test, every time a temptation, every time a trial comes, God will always bring a way for you to get out. Whatever you're experiencing right now, there is an escape somewhere. So the good news is, beloved, you need to hear this because somebody feels like they're here. The good news is you're not stuck. Your, your back may be up against the wall and you can't see it right now, but you're not stuck. God promised to give you a way of escape. Just keep looking. You're coming out. <laughs> God will not let a test come your way without a way for you to get out. So every time the devil brings a trial, God's got a way for you to get out. Whatever you're in right now, God's committed to getting you out. I don't care what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Somebody here tonight is in a relationship and you don't know how to get out. But God knows. Don't, 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 don't. You don't have to respond because they may be, they may be here with you. Look. <laughs> God knows. God knows how to get you out. You're in, you're, you're tied. I'm, this, is, this is a word directly from the Lord. You're tied to somebody right now that you know God didn't give you. And you're trying to figure out, you're so deep in, you're trying to figure out how you're going to get out. And I'm not talking about husbands and wives. <laughs> Let me say that real quick. God going to get me away from you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, don't, hey, don't take my word and use it in your argument at home. I know, look, look, baby, we ain't got to argue. This is our way of escape. <laughs> but somebody is in a relationship, and I'll go as far 
to say this. You're in a relationship with somebody that's married. Oh, y'all ain't never heard that before. Come here acting like you ain't never heard somebody being in a relationship with somebody. You're in a relationship with somebody that's married and you don't know how to get out. This is a prophetic word. God is going, God has already provided a way of escape. You coming out of that. You're not going into 2019 in that mess. And God's going to give you a real spouse. You won't have to rent nobody else's. This is your last night of being a side piece. That's right. Lord about to make you the main course. side piece here. What's his name? Pokey? Pokey? Y'all know the side piece song? It's Pokey? What's the side piece? How it go? Don't lie. What's it? What is it? side piece. <laughs> hey, hey, now the song getting ready to be completed. I love home to be with my side piece and my side piece is gone. <laughs> you about to get gone. Because God's providing a way of escape for you. Lord, I don't know why you be doing this to me, Lord. These people are going to be leaving here tonight to my pastor was singing the side piece song. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can expect God to keep loving me. I can expect God to honor my investments. I can expect God to take care of me as his child. And I can expect God to deliver me. Let's raise the level of our expectation. 2019, the year of great manifestation.
Well, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you're ever in the greater New Orleans area, please visit Destiny Christian Center at 612 Main Street in Laplace, Louisiana. If not, you can visit us at destinychristian.org radio. 